that is not my picture. Uh, that is not my person. It is definitely not me. Uh, I can tell by looking at it. I am not in that photograph. Hmm. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. <laughs> I got the feeling that something ain't right. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, 98.7 in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake, California. Also heard in Red Bluff and Redding, California on KFOI and Round Mountain on KKRN and in Eureka on KGOE. Up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO, Eugene's KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP, Grand Rapids, Michigan's WPRR. In New Orleans on WHIV, Gallup, New Mexico's KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ. In Seattle on KODX, in Goldendale, Washington on KVGD, and in Minneapolis, St. Paul on AM 950 KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe for you every day. On the Internet, on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR, Revolution 99, Workforce Rising, Deprogrammed Radio, and Detour Talk, Blanketing Planet Earth. Five days a week, I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today. I do want to open up the phones uh, shortly regarding the bizarre mess, I guess. Uh, I think it's fair to call it at this point. The bizarre mess in Virginia that was kicked off late last week with the governor of Virginia Democrat Ralph Northam being found to have had a photo of a man in blackface standing next to a man in a KKK costume on his 1984 medical school yearbook Uh, and the calls for him to resign in the wake of that photo, which he said over the weekend after initially apologizing for the photo was not actually a photo of him, and he doesn't know anything about it, and he had never seen the photo until a Republican website posted it online last week. Now, despite calls from almost all quarters to resign, Northam is still refusing to do so, arguing that it's more important to have a conversation about race, essentially, uh, which would not happen if he stepped down and was replaced by the uh, Democratic African-American lieutenant governor, Justin Fairfax. So I want to talk about all of that and take your calls on all of that at 818-985-5735 if you want to queue up right now. It's um, kind of an amazing situation, and it uh, makes me wonder if we're doing this right, but I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Quickly, first, uh, Desi Doyen, did you survive uh, Super Bowl Sunday? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Somehow right. I managed. 
I know you were weeping all night long for your beloved L.A. Rams. That, oh, if uh, only that were true, but no. You don't. You don't care. Yeah, do you? No. no. In fact, okay. I, I, you know, I think Los Angeles did so well without a football team for so long. Most people kind of forgot. So you're just oh, yeah. sad they have one now. You're just sad well, they're back. Well, it does make traffic worse. All I right. suppose. Well, I guess. All right. Well, quickly. Uh, first, something that's been bugging me all weekend. Uh, Last week, we told you about the new ad. This was uh, on Friday's broadcast, I think. Uh, The new ad that was being run during the Super Bowl in a number of places, a number of markets around the state of Georgia by uh, particularly by Democratic gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams and her new voting rights group named Fair Fight. And it was great news. It is great news because the ad, the 32nd ad, features Abrams and uh, Republican Habersham County Commissioner Natalie Crawford, that's in the north part of the state, um, calling for not just paper ballots for all voters in Georgia, but far more importantly, hand-marked paper ballots for every voter in a state where for the past 17 years, voters have been forced to vote on 100% unverifiable touchscreen voting systems. Here's that ad. Smile. (laughs) I'm Republican Natalie Crawford, county commissioner in North Georgia. And I'm Democrat Stacey Abrams from Atlanta. We don't agree on everything. But we love Georgia. And want fair elections. Every vote should be counted from every corner of our state. We need hand-marked paper ballots and our election officials to have the support they need. Join us in the fight for election reform. Take a selfie and share your support. Use hashtag fair elections now. Because picturing fair elections is something we can all do. What, uh, did you hear that there? Hand-marked paper ballots uh, she was calling for. And that was the Republican, by the way, calling for it in that ad. Not just paper ballots, but hand-marked paper ballots. This uh, was and is great news. Finally, a high-profile call for what every computer science, security, and voting machine expert says is the only way to have a verifiable, auditable election. That would be with hand-marked paper ballots. I know I drive you crazy about it five days a week on the broadcast, but here it was on a Super Bowl ad. Now, sadly, the entire state of Georgia and parts of Pennsylvania and Texas and Ohio and elsewhere, including right here in L.A. County, the nation's largest voting jurisdiction where I live and vote, They are planning uh, to move to 100 percent unverifiable touchscreen systems that create unauditable, unverifiable computer marked paper ballots unless they are stopped before it is too late. Oh, and by the way, I heard from uh, Bradblog.com legal contributor Ernie Canning that Ventura County, just outside of Los Angeles, is also preparing to move from hand marked paper ballots which they currently have, to a new $4 million touchscreen computer-marked ballot system. So I know we got a lot of listeners in both uh, L.A. and Ventura, so hoping you guys are paying attention and raising hell with your county registrars about this, because this is in place and will be happening before 2020 at this point. Now, Fair Fight, Stacey Abrams' uh, new voting rights group, you'll recall she lost reportedly, she lost narrowly to Georgia Georgia Republican Secretary of State Brian Kemp last November. I say reportedly because the state of Georgia currently uses an old 100 percent unverifiable touchscreen voting system. 
uh, before they replace it with this new one, which is three times more expensive than a handmarked paper ballot system. In any case, uh, Stacey Abrams reportedly lost to Kemp while Kemp was secretary of state. Uh, they were both running for governor. He uh, instituted the worst uh, voter suppression that I think we've seen in this country since the Jim Crow era and ended up beating her out. So she went on to form Fair Fight, a new voting rights group, and the group spent $100,000 on that landmark Super Bowl ad that aired on Sunday in parts of Georgia. But that doesn't go very far, $100,000 in the expensive Atlanta market. So it was aired in counties outside of the metropolitan area, but the message applies to not only the state of Georgia, but to the entire country where these machines are moving in and taking over elections in red and blue jurisdictions alike. So the message, the clarion call, really, by a Republican, nonetheless, in that spot for we need handmarked paper ballots. That needs to be heard by everyone. So we played that full 30-second ad on Friday's broadcast, and, of course, we played it again just now. It's only 30 seconds. But it's a very important 30 seconds. Yet when MSNBC's Rachel Maddow show hosted on Friday, guest hosted on Friday night by Joy Reid, when they uh, covered the very same story, that ad, well, here's how that went. This Tuesday, for the first time in its more than 50 year history, a black woman will deliver the response to the president's State of the Union address. I'm, of course, talking about former Democratic nominee for Georgia governor Stacey Abrams, who emerged as one of the 2018 cycle's Democratic stars. She lost her race in a nail biter, and then she wasted no time after the race getting back to her life's work, fighting for voting rights and against voter suppression by starting her own pack dedicated to increasing voter accessibility called Fair Fight. And she's gearing up for this Tuesday for what could be the biggest speech of her career so far. And she's also going to make an appearance at another one of the biggest television events of the year, the Super Bowl, in an ad that's going to air on Georgia stations. Smile. <laughs> I'm Republican Natalie Crawford, County Commissioner in North Georgia. And I'm Democrat Stacey Abrams from Atlanta. We don't agree on everything. But we love Georgia. And want fair elections. Every vote should be counted from every corner of our state. Okay, so for counting first, I think this will make Abrams the first person ever. And, and that was the it. The they stopped it. They stopped it right in the middle of the ad. It's only a 30 second ad. And they stopped it. MSNBC stopped it just before the line that says we need hand counted paper ballots. Come on, MSNBC. Are you kidding me? It's 30 seconds. It, they got an hour long program. They couldn't play the full 30 second ad. Well, that was uh, driving me crazy all weekend. But, you know, it's not a short uh, it's, it's not a long drive, as I say. So uh, but very disappointing. So we've had quite a few disappointments uh, that I've been suffering through over the weekend, uh, including the L.A. Rams loss 13 to three to the uh, New England Patriots on Sunday. Though that does mean, as I believe Bill Maher noted uh, on Friday, that in a few weeks we may have some actual patriots in the White House. Well, that would be a nice change of pace. And then, uh, so disappointment after disappointment, including then what happened in Virginia. So uh, in a remarkable press conference, uh, Virginia's Democratic governor, Ralph Northam, on Saturday insisted that he had nothing to do with a racist photo that was discovered on his medical school yearbook page 
from way back 1984. Uh, he acknowledged that he had, however, donned blackface in on another occasion. So the photograph that had a picture of a guy in blackface standing next to a guy in a KKK outfit, both of them drinking beers, uh, he said, in fact, that wasn't him. Uh, but he did uh, darken his face on another occasion. Now, his bewildering comments on Saturday came after he had issued an apology the night before when the photograph first came to light, in which he said that he was deeply sorry, but he uh, was still committed to serving the remainder of his term as of Friday night. Uh, he issued uh, first a written statement and then a video statement an hour or so later on Friday night, largely echoing what was written in, um, in his uh, written statement. My fellow Virginians, earlier today I released a statement apologizing for behavior in my past that falls far short of the standard you set for me when you elected me to be your governor. I believe you deserve to hear directly from me. That photo and the racist and offensive attitudes it represents does not reflect that person I am today or the way that I have conducted myself as a soldier, a doctor, and a public servant. I am deeply sorry. I cannot change the decisions I made nor can I undo the harm my behavior caused then and today. But I accept responsibility for my past actions, and I am ready to do the hard work of regaining your trust. I have spent the past year as your governor fighting for a Virginia that works better for all people. I am committed to continuing that fight through the remainder of my term and living up to the expectations you set for me when you elected me to serve. Thank you. So that was Ralph Northam's statement on Friday, Democratic governor of Virginia, saying he was sorry, deeply sorry uh, for that. Uh, the, the, what he said was the decision I made to appear as I did in this photo. Um, that was Friday. He didn't specify now whether he was the one pictured in blackface. You can't tell from the photo or the one pictured in a hooded Ku Klux Klan robe. You can't tell there either because the guy has a hood on. But uh, by the time uh, his strange Saturday press conference came up, Ralph Northam said that upon reflection, he had no actual recollection of being either of the characters in that photograph. And as a matter of fact, he didn't recall the photograph at all. He has said he had did not recall dressing in either that blackface uh, minstrel character out uh, character costume or the uh, KKK guy seen standing side by side. This was in his medical school yearbook page from 1984 when he was 25 years old. On Saturday, he said, I believed then and now that I am not either of the people in that photo. Uh, the DNC, the Democratic Governors Association, Virginia State and House Democrats, leading Democratic politicians, they have all called on Northam to immediately resign over the controversy. They called for him to do so, many of them on Friday night and then again Saturday after the uh, this press conference where he took question after question from the press and 
didn't seem, would you say he didn't seem to be lying, Desi Doyen, in his responses? Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, You know, I don't know what happened, obviously, but he seems to believe that he is not the person in uh, in those photographs, in that photograph. Right. Now, at at that same Saturday presser, he said that uh, listening to the chorus of calls for him to resign, if he did that, Uh, then that would, quote, allow him to spare himself from the difficult path that lies ahead. He said he would avoid an honest conversation about harmful actions from his past. He said he could not do that in good conscience. Here's uh, some of his remarks on that. If I were to listen to the voices calling on me to resign my office today, I could spare myself from the difficult path that lies ahead. I could avoid an honest conversation about harmful actions from my past. I cannot in good conscience choose the path that would be easier for me in an effort to duck my responsibility to reconcile. I believe this moment can be the first small step to open a discussion about these difficult issues and how they contribute to the greater racism and discrimination that defines so much of our history. In that discussion, it will not be my role to speak to Virginians about these issues. My responsibility is to listen, to learn, and to continue to grow as a man and as a leader. I am ready for an honest conversation about racial injustice and the need for real reconciliation, real justice, and real equality. Now, Northam at that conference uh, went on to insist that he would, in fact, remember if he was one of those people in that uh, 1984 medical school yearbook picture on his page because he has a clear memory of donning uh, blackface on a separate occasion. He says that wasn't him, but... He said, that same year, I did participate in a dance contest in San Antonio in which I darkened my face as part of a Michael Jackson costume. Uh, He later joked that it was difficult to get shoe polish off your face. He remembers that indelibly well, and uh, but not the other incident. He said, I look back now and I regret that I did not understand the harmful legacy of an action like that. Talking about the Michael Jackson uh, costume. Uh, He said he won the dance contest, by the way, and a reporter asked if he could still uh, moonwalk, and he was about to do it. He looked around to see if there was space, and his wife jumped in to say, quote, inappropriate circumstance. So he didn't moonwalk for us. He uh, took question after question. He was unflustered in Northam's telling. uh, He did not know how the photo ended up on the page of his Eastern Virginia Medical School yearbook. But he's certain that he was not the two, one of the two men in it. He said he did not purchase the yearbook, so he had never actually seen that photo until it first surfaced on on uh, it, by the it was until it was surfaced by the media on Friday by a right wing uh, group. By the way, not that that matters because it's confirmed. In fact, that is his yearbook page, although he says he knew nothing about it. In fact, he suggested it's possible that the photo was mistakenly put on to the wrong page. On Saturday, AP reports a man who went to medical school with Ralph Northam says that he also didn't buy the uh, the class's 1984 yearbook or see it until decades after it was published. A guy by the name of Walt Broadnax is one of two black students who graduated with Northam. 
And he said on Saturday that uh, students submitted photos for somebody else to lay out on the pages. He said he saw his yearbook page for the first time on Saturday. He said it turned out uh, that how he had hoped it would, how he had intended with photos of his family and a woman that he was dating, and went on to defend Northam, saying Northam is not racist. He said he believes Northam's statement that he was not in the photo of that man uh, in blackface standing next to the guy in a KKK costume. Uh, he said he uh, the school would never have tolerated someone going to a party in blackface. That, according to one of the two black students who graduated with Northam from medical school back in uh, 1984. As well... AP reports that Northam spent years actively courting the black community in the lead up to his 2017 gubernatorial run, building relationships that helped him win both the primary and the general election in the state. He's a member of a predominantly black church on Virginia's eastern shore. That's apparently where he grew up and where he spent Sunday while he was clinging to office. Uh, but he's gone to a black uh, Southern Baptist church, I think, all his life. So uh, he's still at this hour clinging to office, uh, at least as we go to air. Things could change very quickly, I suspect. Uh, Northam told the AP that uh, during this back in 2017, while describing his relationship with the black community, he said it's a matter of relationships and trust. That's not something you build overnight. He is uh, seen as a folksy sort of uh, doctor. He's a pediatric neurologist. He's a personal friend with both Democrats and many Republicans alike in the state. Uh, He described that yearbook image as disgusting and offensive. He said that he initially apologized for it, having it on his page before he talked with his medical school colleagues and friends and concluded that that was not him in the photo. He said he recognized that many people would find that difficult to believe, but that he wanted to apologize right off the bat uh, before he even understood what it was because he was troubled by the fact that it even appeared on his page. Am I uh, interpreting that correctly? That would be an accurate characterization of his remarks in the press conference on Saturday. He was clearly very disturbed by it. And he said it was very important to him to take the immediate step of apologizing to people who were hurt or harmed by the fact that this content even appeared and that he should have been in control and should have at the time made sure that what was on that page was accurate. But like I said, he very, very clearly believes he is not in that photo at all. And by the way, what if he isn't in that photo? What if he's telling the truth? Should he still resign, as all of the Democrats are now calling for him to do? Which, by the way, I think he should do. I'll get to that in a minute. But if it's not even him in that photograph, if he knew nothing about it, should he resign for the uh, darkening his face to play Michael Jackson back in 1984? Uh, There's one other element here. Asked about a nickname that he had, apparently from uh, listed in a different yearbook from his time at the Virginia Military Institute. That nickname was Coon Man. Now, uh, Northam recalled that two friends did call him that name, but he had no idea why. He didn't remember why. He said, I don't know what their intent was with that. Volunteering that his main nickname was Goose. 
Now, the governor said that he hoped this uh, controversy could spark a broader dialogue about race and white supremacy in his state, a state with obviously a long and troubling 400-year history concerning both. But at the same time, after the uh, Saturday press conference, the Virginia Legislative Black Caucus uh, called on him to step down, said at a critical juncture in this legislative session, we need to focus on the important work of governing. We cannot continue this work with Governor Northam at the helm. The damage that has been done by these revelations is irreparable, they said. Our confidence in his ability to govern the over 8 million Virginians has been eviscerated. Another moment should not pass before we hear Governor Northam do the honorable thing and resign. Uh, just last week, it should be noted, Florida's newly appointed Republican secretary of state. He resigned after just three weeks in office when photos from a 2005 Halloween party showed him in blackface dressed as a hurricane, uh, Hurricane Katrina victim in 2005. Now, he was the secretary of state of Florida, newly appointed by the new governor of uh, new Republican governor of uh, Florida, Ron DeSantis. I know it's hilarious to uh, dress up like a Hurricane Katrina victim just months after thousands died in that storm. So he stepped down. He resigned. But I'm not sure this is the same case. Uh, again, I'd, I'd love your thoughts. I'm going to get to your calls here in a moment at 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. Uh, the calls on Sunday then from the uh, chair of the Congressional Black Caucus uh, for Northam to step down was on uh, Sunday's Meet the Press. Uh, former Governor Terry McAuliffe, Virginia governor, also a Democrat, uh, he predicted that Northam actually would, quote, do the right thing for the Commonwealth of Virginia and eventually leave office. Both of Virginia's U.S. Senators, Mark Warner and Tim Kaine, they joined the chorus of calls uh, along with the dean of Virginia's congressional delegation. That was be, would be a Congressman Bobby, Bobby Scott, all saying they no longer believe that Northam can serve effectively. Uh, one of the few voices backing Northam on Sunday was former Virginia Rep. Jim Moran, a Democrat who served until 2015. He told ABC's This Week that Northam's record, including his support of Medicaid expansion and of public schools in minority neighborhoods, that that shows that the embattled governor is a friend of African-Americans and that he should ride out the storm. And by the way, almost everybody seems to concur that he is a friend, that he has been for years and years, a friend of African-Americans and the African-American community. Uh, so other than these photos, I don't think he's been accused of uh, being racist or behaving in a racist fashion by really anyone until these photos have come out. Uh, it should also be noted that Northam was one of the most outspoken officials to condemn the right-wing KKK rally in Charleston just a year or so ago. Remember the one that Donald Trump praised both both the white supremacists and the protesters against the white supremacists as very fine people? Now, if Northam does resign, Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax would become the second African-American governor in the state's history. Uh, he, uh, Fairfax, for his part, stopped short of calling for Northam to step down, but said he, quote, cannot condone actions from Northam's past. 
that, quote, suggest a comfort with Virginia's darker history of white supremacy, racial stereotyping and intimidation. So politically, I don't see how Northam hangs on for much longer. And to be frank, on a a political basis, I think it's obvious that he should step down because, you know, Democrats, again, on a political, purely political level, Democrats uh, see nothing but political gain from Northam stepping down. Uh, the state's holding its off-year uh, elections this year in 2019. There's a very good chance that the Democrats could win majorities in both chambers of the Virginia state legislature. But with Northam in office, that would, uh, you know, could very much clearly become an albatross around their neck, whereas an African-American governor in Justin Fairfax, if Northam steps down, well, that would probably be a boon. So just to make myself clear here, I believe that Northam should resign on a political level, if only because he has lost the confidence of pretty much all of his fellow elected officials with whom he has to work and most likely his voters, though I don't know that there's been any polling on that, but a lot of calls for him to step down from Democrats elected and otherwise. If he does not leave, of course, it makes it difficult for Democrats to hold right-wingers accountable for their far worse indiscretions and overt racism. So there's every reason that Northam should leave. Uh, I'd I'd love your thoughts on this, uh, if you think he should leave or if you think he should stay in particular, and if so, why? 818-985-5735. Uh, but all of that said, I am I got to say, I'm most I'm most struck by one of the points that Northam made in his press conference as part of his explanation as to why he thinks that he should uh, stay on the job. This is uh, this was him when he said stepping down would allow him to spare himself from the difficult path that lies ahead. I could avoid an honest conversation about harmful actions from my past. I cannot in good conscience choose the path that would be easier for me. Now, indeed, had he stepped down, we probably would not be talking about this issue at all on this show today, most likely moving on to many other unsettled and, and unsettling matters around the country and in D.C., where Trump is preparing to give his State of the Union address to Congress on Tuesday night. But, you know, we always have conversations about how we need to have conversations about race in this country. But then when we have the opportunity to do so, we really don't. So in one sense, I think Northam is right that we are, uh, you know, that we are all still talking about this today and that maybe that is a good thing. In another sense, uh, when this came to light over the weekend, I kept thinking, okay, he should certainly step down on a political level. Uh, Democrats have nothing to lose, really, if he does step down. He wasn't going to run again. He's term limited in Virginia. And they have only something to gain here. Um, But would they would Democrats be calling for him to step down if the lieutenant governor was was not a Democrat, but was a Republican? And also, If his constituents don't believe he should be in office, uh, that he doesn't have their confidence any longer, that he should, then, of course, he obviously should step down. But what should he be allowed to do? If he can't be governor, can he be on a board of directors anywhere? Some place? Can he serve as a doctor? He's a pediatrician. Is he allowed to do that? What sort of job is he now allowed to have? Really? Uh, 
you know, this is someone who who served the minority community well by all accounts until this thing came and this matter came up, and which everyone seems to universally regard as not in his character. So must he be run out of office and run out of society altogether? For whatever indiscretion he had or didn't have 35 years ago that appears to be anomalous to who he is and what he does? Maybe so. I'm not saying he shouldn't. I don't know. I want to hear your your thoughts on this. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Uh, I don't know the answer to these questions, but I'd love to talk to you about it. If you feel I'm missing something here or you can add some light to the situation or you wish to either disagree, agree or disagree with me, Tell me why I'm wrong. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to have the conversation that we always say we need to have, but we uh, rarely seem to have. 818-985-5735 is our uh, phone number. I've got some additional thoughts on this to share, but I'd love to hear yours, which are far more important than mine. So quick break, and we're back with much more Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't touch that dial. Hey, this is Brad. If you haven't noticed by now, it's no easy feat finding facts, real facts, not alternative facts, over your public airwaves. We try to bring you real facts, truth, and clarity without fear or favor each and every day on the Bradcast. But we need your help to do it, and that help is needed more now than ever. Please stop by bradblog.com donate today. That's bradblog.com donate and thanks. Should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I go now? If I go, there will be trouble. And if I stay, it will be double. Yes. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Uh, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, Democrat, has remained uh, publicly defiant amid calls for his resignation. He is, however, privately weighing his options uh, and stepping down is still considered a, quote, active consideration as of Monday, according to the Washington Post today. Um, There's uh, a lot of questions, a lot of thoughts, concerns, confusion about all of this. Let's open up uh, the phones to you. I mean, I, really, one of my concerns is a lot of people, uh, they quit, they go away, the discussion stops, the conversation stops. And maybe that shouldn't matter. Maybe we should just uh, shun those people. They should go away for good and uh, wait for them to die off, I guess, and a more enlightened generation uh, comes in eventually. But, uh, you know, I, I s- sort of had these same concerns and these same questions throughout various points of the Me Too movement. Uh, Al Franken was forced to step down from uh, public office as a U.S. senator. What's he allowed to do now? Anything? Now, I'm not talking about the people who have done criminal actions or have been alleged to have done criminal actions. Uh, assault and so forth. Um, but folks like Ralph Northam, who said, no, I, I didn't. I didn't appear in that photo. Uh, I know a lot of you want to get on the, in on this, so I'll shut up and let's go to you. Linda in South Pasadena. Welcome to the broadcast, Linda. Hi, Brad. Hey. Yeah, listen, my thoughts on this is are the following. First of all, it was all too very quick. As soon as this um, incident was mentioned in the press, everybody jumped in and said, oh, he should resign. You know, we can't have this. It was very quick. And I think that 
uh, I'm really tired of weaponizing these kinds of um, mm. uh, allegations. As we saw on Al Franken, that was the the Democratic Party just jumped into it without any kind of real investigation to mm-hmm. find out that it was really uh, something proposed by a totally right wing um, Republican adverse uh, investigation type mm-hmm. of. Uh, information and this too. I just wonder. You know, it's supposed to be. It was revealed by a right-wing magazine. Uh, uh, you said, mm-hmm. and I just wonder what are they trying to get at? What are they afraid that this man is going to do? You know, is he too liberal for them? And why is the Democratic Party, who always gives in on everything, just jumping in right away? You know, without investigation and without, um, you know, standing up for uh, what's clearly a political uh, assassination attempt. And, you know, once they, if he leaves, who's to say that they don't have something up their sleeves against the black lieutenant governor? And then they'll get rid of him, because obviously the Senate, as I understand, um, is it the Senate or the legislature there, has just, has just, um, okay, stop, has just um, had an, a, a day of which they salute the Robert Lee E. Lee or something, and, and the yeah. lieutenant governor, governor chose to stay out of the, yeah. The they, yeah, they have a. I think they have a yearly celebration still in Virginia to celebrate yeah, Robert so. E. Lee on uh, on Martin Luther King Day. So obviously so, there yeah. are these political tensions that yeah. that should be exposed, not to, not just the allegation, superficial allegation. Oh, he did this and he did but that. But Linda, what if what if that was him? What what if uh, evidence came out that that actually was him dressed in blackface or dressed in the KKK outfit? Then should he step down? Um, not necessarily, and, and let, I mean, that was how many years ago? About 35. 35 years ago. I'd like to see what he has okay. done since then. What kind of legislation on race relations has he been responsible for? What decisions okay. has he made that has been have been adverse to the community okay. and whatnot? I mean, I just think that this is um, slinging mud, um, and, uh, the, and the Democrats are falling for it too easily. The same thing they did with Al Franken. I think it's terrible. Thanks for the call, Linda, and the thoughts. Greatly appreciated. Uh, let me go to Christina in Santa Barbara. Hey, Christina, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, Brad. Thank you for taking time on this issue. I, I feel, too, it's complicated, but mm-hmm. and we don't have all the information. But I think our problem is that, no, they won't all die racist. And they want, you know, next generation come up cleaner. I think what we have never done is face racism in this country. And if, if the facts are still held, holding up tomorrow mm-hmm. about his not being involved in that yearbook page, for example, that his, in other words, he's mm-hmm. honest in this, I think he could lead a charge toward reparations to discuss them, to discuss confronting, just as they've done in Germany after World War II, just as they've done in South Africa. They need to address things like apartheid. They need to address racism in this country. And I think someone who honestly wants to see it addressed needs to be there to do it. You can't just have everyone disappear, go home, and hide under a rock. Yeah, I, I, there was a, I was struck, uh, Christina, uh, an article by uh, John Blake, who's an African-American journalist over at CNN who writes a, a lot about race, uh, and was pointing out that uh, President uh, Lyndon Johnson uh, you know, a great civil rights hero in that he passed the voting right, the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act. Uh, he was, you know, regarded as the greatest civil rights champion, I think, as any uh, modern day president. Um, he used the N word all the time. He, by a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uh, reports, 
was very racist himself. Does that, you know, and and maybe I don't know, maybe that's what gave him the power to be able to go in and and uh, and get this passed. Then there was uh, Supreme Court Justice Hugo Black. Uh, he incurred the wrath of his fellow Southerners when he voted to abolish Jim Crow segregation in uh, in the court's landmark Brown v. Board of Education decision. Um, but he apparently was uh, also joined the KKK and had marched in their parades and spoke at nearly 150 Klan meetings in a white hooded uniform. And then, of course, there was Abraham Lincoln, uh, who uh, John Blake reports also reportedly used the N-word freely and told racist jokes. So, yeah, I don't know um, if running these people out of Dodge actually gets us anywhere as much as staying in and maybe dealing with these issues. And again, not talking about people who are unrepentant, who are not, uh, you know, who have shown no contrition for their past. That doesn't seem to be the case with um, with Northam. That's what I was going to say. Thank you yeah. for bringing up the point. He's not really an overt racist in any case. Um, Thank you. Maybe he needs to talk to groups like Showing Up for Racial Justice, where white people turn around and listen to folks who are not. But not only about re, um, resigning, that could be a political uh, stake in the heart. He may be one of the first to make a coalition of folks who will address the whole issue of racism that's never, never really been addressed. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for the time. You bet. Thank you for calling in. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Uh, Marion in L.A. Marion, welcome to the broadcast. Oh, thank you so much, Brad, for this opportunity. Sure. <clears throat> um, and I'm so and I'm so glad I'm coming on the heels of the last caller um, because my comment was similar to hers. Um, it's a little bit more detailed, but it's it's similar. So um, if he was really if this um uh if he's really truly uh sincere mm-hmm. and not just giving an empty apology um is he willing to relinquish his white privilege that's number 1 Number two, is he willing to help uh, dismantle racism and white supremacy? In this how, how would he, Mary? Let me ask you just real quick. How does he dis, disown his white privilege? What, what did you say? Dismantle his white privilege? Uh, yes, uh, yes. Dismantling uh, racism, white supremacy. They're the same. It's not one and the or the other. It's the same. You mean racism take actions? Take actions that would uh, okay. help to? Yes. Um, okay. But, but can I, Brad? Can I finish? Please? Sure, sure. Go ahead. Because you know what? You're one of my favorite. You're one of my favorite. Um, uh, host. I, I love what you say about, um, you know, the updates that you give about, um, you know, the Voting Rights Act and so forth, but um, <clears throat> I, I would um, I really appreciate if I could finish. Go ahead, sure. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So one of the things that has never been done in this country, um, and it really needs to be done, is that there needs to be um, similar to what the uh, caller just said, um, in regards to having truth and reconciliation commission, mm-hmm. okay, um, and I say that um, to help to have the truth and reconciliation uh, commissions, but the only acceptable and appropriate reconciliation is reparations, okay, memory of our ancestors, okay, um, the, the captured and enslaved Black Africans. That's mm-hmm. number one. Number two is there should be tribunals. Uh, and what, um, we also have to understand that these are, um, enslavement was not just, um, it, it was horrifying, it was atrocities that were committed, um, and they were crimes against humanity. That is what I do not ever hear. They are crimes against humanity. We, um, my ancestors were human beings. 
those are crimes against humanity. Mm -hmm. Okay, number two is um, tri uh, tribunals. There should be tribunals um, for the atrocities and crimes against humanity that continue to be committed against the descendants of captured and enslaved black Africans. Okay? Um, and again, um, the, the country has to atone. Um, there has been and, no atonement. And Marion, you know, I, Marion, I, 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 I hear you. Hang on, hang on, Marion. Yes, yeah. Discussions go nowhere. Okay. Discussions go nowhere. Okay. We really want to say that you are truly sorry, and that you want the apologies, you know, to be accepted. Uh huh. What you do is every, every, you know, the Jews still get reparations, but guess what? It wasn't even done in the United States. You know, these were atrocities okay. that were done in the United States. Uh, okay, 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 Marion, Marion, okay, hang on, Marion, 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 I got it, I want to, okay, I, Marion, I love hearing from you, but I got about 15 people who also want to get through, so I wanted to let you uh, talk, because I agree with a lot of what you're saying, I'm a little confused about the Jews getting reparations, but I want to set that aside, just to ask you, Marion, does that mean we will get closer to, hang, hang on, Reparations. Okay. All right. Marion, the question is, uh, do we get closer to the to the path that you're calling for if he steps down or if he stays in office? Oh, I think he definitely needs to step down. Okay. Thank you, Marion, and thank you for all your thoughts. I, I greatly appreciate it. Don't mean to cut you off, but I got a lot of people that uh, also want to ring in. Let me get to uh, Nicole in L.A. Hey, Nicole, welcome to yeah. the broadcast. Hey, sir, I only got a short time, so I'm just going to be sweet. Thank you. Bottom line is I do agree that this gentleman should step down. He's a leader, and leaders need to step down if they can't perform in a leadership behavior. Mm -hmm. um, dressing up in blackface does not show any leadership, in addition to the fact that there should be truth and reconciliation um, hearings. I was in the Peace Corps in South Africa, post-apartheid South Africa, and we've never had that. We've never discussed it. No one ever says sorry. This government never says sorry. They never offer us any money like they did the Japanese, but we are here, blood and soil. So that's my point. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, Nicole. Thank you very much. You needn't call me sir. You can just call me Brad. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. You know what? Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with more of your phone calls. A lot of folks want to get in here. Uh, you can also tweet me if you like. I am the Brad blog on Twitter. Uh, and uh, Kofeve Le Pew uh, tweets in to say race and the uh, the 1980s. I have always had an issue with Saturday Night Live's repeated use of blackface darkening, remembering Billy Crystal and his old black man character, not to mention his uh, Sammy Davis Jr. character. He adds, uh, she adds, I'm sorry, what about Daryl Hammond as Jesse Jackson? More recently, Fred Armiston as Obama. And now I guess we have the governor of Virginia as Michael Jackson. Quick break, and we're back with more of your calls on the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't go away. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks.
Welcome back. It's the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Uh, one other point that John Blake uh, writes, uh, notes over at CNN, he, uh, he writes about race uh, quite a bit, as I noted, in talking about LBJ and his uh, racism despite passing the Civil Rights and the Voting Rights Act. Uh, Blake says, uh, in the church of modern-day media, there is no room for redemption. We have a zero-tolerance policy against anyone caught being a racist. They can apologize profusely without any denials or rationalizations, but they will most likely be banished from public life. And no doubt, he says, this policy is good. We can't return to the days when the politicians freely use the N-word in public, but I think we lose something when we don't allow politicians to grow past their mistakes. He says one of the reasons that LBJ was an effective champion for blacks is that he understood the Southern mind better than most. He was fighting against the same demons that he grappled with. He knew what buttons to push against the racist politicians who stood in his way. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Let's go to uh, Anthony in Ridgecrest. Hey, Anthony, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Uh, yeah, I think he, he, he put himself in a, a rock in a hard place. Uh, if he didn't, if he did, if it is him in the photograph, he should resign. Um, the, and the what if it's is, not? If, and the thing is that um, if he did, if it's not him in in the photograph, mm-hmm. and he apologized for something he didn't do, that was such a strategic mistake that he should resign. So for bad politics, for being a lousy politician, that he shouldn't have resigned in the first place. Uh, well, he, yeah. he, if he he shouldn't have never apologized for something he didn't do. Okay. And then if he that made it look like he did do it. Yep. So it's his it's all on his mistake. Thanks, Anthony. I appreciate that call. Let's go to uh, Gigi in Pasadena. Hey, Gigi, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Brad. Boy, I tell you, this is a tough one, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> as, as as someone that is biracial, you know, I, <laughs> um, uh, I have white relatives, I have uh, black relatives, mm-hmm. and all kinds. I'm a 31 flavors of original Americana <laughs> person. But listening, and you know what? I can tell when the white people call how they see it. I see. I hear when black, two of the women, Mary and one of them, they get so passionate. One of the reasons is because it's so much bottled up. They never get a platform. So you get barrage with all of it. I could just hear and feel their emotion. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing is, at the end of the day, you're dealing with a white guy. And we will have conversations. They will dissect it, break it down. Did he mean it? Did he not? Was his apology... But you have to understand, people of color, especially black people, they don't get that. Like someone gets killed in the street, for example, and you hear on the news, well, when he was, you know, uh, 13 years old, he, he was caught with the marijuana thing in his body. No one ever says that's when he was 13. You see, you have to understand, Brad, people of color don't get that, afford it, that, 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 that mm-hmm. same. Uh, uh, but we're here now saying this guy did this and did that, and you're right, he did. He sounded very sincere. But the point is, he get, he's so privileged yeah. that we're going to dissect it and everything, and, and, and no other people, people of color, don't get to don't, do They that. don't get the benefit of the doubt like that. Um, never do, yeah. so you're going to get uh, this very emotional feedback. Yeah. And the other one thing, the guy just mentioned apology, and I'm really confused. How do you not? How do you go up and say you did something, apologize for something like 
putting on black or wearing a hood and then 24 hours later said, oh, you know what? I didn't. Well, it is very bizarre. It is very bizarre. But what he said in his uh, press conference was that he, uh, I think, felt terrible about it. It was on his page and sort of was trying to take responsibility for it being there at all. And he said uh, he was sorry for it. Now, by the way, when after the he uh, his initial statement on Friday, everybody noticed he didn't say, was he the guy in blackface or was he the guy in the in the clan hood in the in the, you know, the clan robe? which everyone thought was weird. Hey, which one were you that you're apologizing for? But the fact that he didn't say uh, seems to be that he didn't know which one he was because he didn't feel it was that he was either of them. Which so that sort of backs up his report. His, uh, but he didn't. He didn't really yeah. say he didn't know. He he said, you know, back in the day, I was young. I didn't, you know, right. I didn't have the experience that I have now. He was really owning it. I don't yeah. think it matters whether he said, "Oh, and oh, by the way, I was the one under the hood." You guys, I, yeah. I see once again. He gets a lot of rope. He really just right. gets a lot. Of, come on, I mean. He's no, I yeah, no, I hear you. By the way, if he does step down, uh, Gigi, as you seem to suggest, maybe he should. Uh, yeah. Should he be allowed to have any other job? Yeah, I, I I have no problem with that. But it's the same way. And here's my last comment. I always All go right. back, and I don't happen to have Jewish blood in me, but I always go back. If he had stood there and this little party, and one was dressed as Hitler, and the other was dressed. You know, as a mm-hmm. Jew or something. You know, would we be having this conversation or would it honor? They get a wonderful word, anti-Semitic, and get him out, and we have no discussion. Uh, yeah, you know what, uh, Gigi? Uh, yeah, let me get to some other calls. I, I appreciate that thought uh, because I did think about that because I'm Jewish myself, and I sort of thought uh, over the weekend as I was pondering all of this. Well, how would I feel? How would I feel? How would it affect me? Would I feel any different if, for example, it was? Uh, someone, I guess, mocking a Jew or in a Hitler outfit holding up a Nazi sign. I mean, I don't know that this photograph necessarily even I, I, I don't know if it celebrates the KKK and, and the Jim Crow era. It could be one could make an argument. Oh, look, they're being satirical. They've got a black guy hanging out, having a beer with a, a, a Klansman. Isn't that funny? Isn't that satirical? I don't know. I try to, you know, put myself in this position, um, but I but I can't. It's not the same. It's totally different. Around that same time, you know, Mel Brooks was out there making movies, uh, you know, with the Nazis, making them into clowns and buffoons. So I don't know that it's a perfect analogy to compare those, uh, though I did try in my brain as I was trying to work it out. Let me go to uh, Nancy down there in Woodland Hills. Hey, Nancy, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Brad. Thanks Hi. for taking my call. Sure. I'll make it make it quick myself. I'm not sure, you know, this guy seems kind of flaky, Northrum, and yet at the same time I'm still not sure if this was a setup or, or if he really did it. I don't know if we've come to really what the real truth is just yet, have we? I I don't think that we have, All right. and okay. I, I yeah. So that's one All of the right. other reasons that I'm like, does he have to leave <laughs> you know? until we figure it out? What if the what if he quits today and tomorrow the two guys in the photograph say, yeah, that was us, and right. he had nothing to do with it? Well, that's why I just yeah. keep a little bit of that, yeah. you know, not sure yet tone. Mm-hmm. But the whole hypocrisy of it is: what about that picture of McConnell standing in in front of? That Confederate flag, a with huge, a big smile on yes, face. huge Confederate flag. Why should we yeah. get rid of this one guy and then keep this 
horrible man that's still in there that hasn't done anything for anybody. Well, the point being that, uh, no, I know. And the point being the Democrats are trying to say, yeah, that may be uh, uh, Republicans. And don't forget, you've got Senator uh, uh, Cindy Hyde-Smith from Mississippi uh, hanging out at a Confederate museum and, uh, you know, wearing uh, Confederate hats and all this. But the idea being, oh, Democrats are supposed to be better than that. Whether they well, are or I not, I don't we know. Are. No. I believe our hearts are. Yeah. The thing is, we shouldn't. We should just find the whole truth first. And yep. and if someone is so determined to get rid of one man, and then just not say anything about McConnell and his racism, that, I just don't understand why it only works one way. It's I guess. it's mm-hmm. kind of weird. Uh, yeah, thank you, Nancy. I appreciate that, yeah. and I appreciate the the folks who are saying, uh, you know, uh, an African American a person of color would not get this benefit of the doubt. And I think that's probably true as well. Do I have time for one more? Let me get to Roger in Minneapolis. Hey, Roger, welcome to the broadcast. Very quickly, sir. Oh, good heavens, Brad. Yes. I'm in Minnesota. I got my vote taken away for a man who was poised to become president of the United States. Uh, I think that Al Franken probably could have become president. He got smeared and taken down. I see absolutely no reason for this distraction to be involving so much of our heart and soul. And I think it's a terrible travesty. I, I know that if Kirsten Gillibrand somehow rises to the top, she's not going to win in Minnesota because she led the charge against Franken. It's a mistake. I appreciate the call, Roger. Thank you. And I appreciate the calls from everyone else. My apologies. I could not get to everyone. I really wanted to. uh, But we'll have to continue this on another day, maybe even tomorrow on the broadcast. Until then, my thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, uh, to our board operator, Lisette, today. Thank you very much, Lisette. Well done. Uh, And to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us, either listening or calling. It is greatly appreciated. Drop me an email if you like. I am bradcast at bradblog.com. And on the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am simply the Brad Blog. That is it. Until we meet again tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.